brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. He's dead. My friend Sherlock Holmes was always unconventional. But I would never have thought him capable of acting the criminal, much less that he would make me his accomplice. Watson is my name, Dr. Watson. And I was privileged to share the adventures of Sherlock Holmes. And I will tell you about the case of Charles Augustus Milverton. I guard my notes on the affair most carefully. Ah, my key. If you will excuse me for a moment. It is years since the incidents of which I speak took place. For a long time, even with the utmost discretion and reticence, it would have been impossible to make the facts public. I must still conceal the date and any other fact by which the actual occurrence might be traced. We had been out for one of our evening rambles, Sherlock Holmes and I. It was about six o'clock when we got back to 221B Baker Street. Ah, oh, Watson, how pleasant. <laughs> I don't know which I enjoy more. Our little evening rambles or the agreeable homecoming when they're over. Well, we Mrs. Hudson to thank for this part of it, Holmes. Ah! Jove, look at that fire. A fire burns its best on a frosty night like this. <sighs> the lamp's lit, our slippers waiting, and a pound of new shag tobacco there on the mantelpiece just waiting for me to smoke it. Bliss, Watson. Bliss. And something nice to drink, eh, Holmes? You know, my dear fellow, I think I will join you in a glass or two. I feel festive. I might even give you a tune. Oh, you're going to play that fiddle. Do I take it you're referring to my Spadivarius in that disapproving way? <laughs> I don't mean it. Here you are, my dear fellow. Ah, thank you. Hello. It's a visiting card. Oh, now, who could that be? Mrs. Hudson must have left it there for us to see before she went upstairs. Charles Augustus Milverton. Oh, Milverton. That's right. You know him. He's the worst man in London. Is there anything else on the card? Charles Augustus Milverton, Appledore Towers, Hampstead, agent. Agent? Anything on the back? Mm. Yes, we'll call at 6.30, C-A-M. He's the king of all the blackmailers. Uh. Heaven help the man, and even more the woman, whose secret and reputation come into Milverton's power. He'll squeeze and squeeze until he's drained them dry. Oh, he's a genius in his way. 
He would have made his mark in some more savoury trade. Well, how does he work it? Very simply. He lets it be known that he's prepared to pay very high sums for letters which will compromise people of wealth or position. He finds plenty of takers. Valets, maids, and those artful gentlemen who've won the affection of trusting women. Sounds a delightful customer. What's he coming here for? Because an illustrious client has put her case in my hand. Oh, who? Lady Eva Brackwell. The, the debutante? Yes. Ah, I was reading about her just the other day. I think, um, getting married, isn't she? To the Earl of Dover Court in a fortnight's time. That's it. Unfortunately for her, she's written some very imprudent letters from time to time to some young country squire, I believe. Needless to say, Milverton's got them. I see. And what's his business with you? I'm to make the best terms I can with him. I've not much taste for it, Watson. I shouldn't think you have, Holmes. This will be uh, Milverton now, I suppose. My instincts tell me it is. Open the door. Right you are. Ah, Mr. Milverton, the same. Come in, please. This is Mr. Sherlock Holmes. How do you do again, Mr. Holmes? Uh, this gentleman... This is Dr. Watson, my friend and colleague. I see how do you do, sir? Well, it was only on your client's behalf that I wondered if it would be discreet. You may to... speak frankly in front of my friend. Very well. So, to business. I understand Lady Eva has empowered you to act for her. Yes? She has instructed you to accept my terms. What are they? Seven thousand. And the alternative? No, oh, my dear sir, it is painful to me to have to discuss alternatives. Do I use the plural? There is only one. Which is? If the money is not paid on the 14th, there will certainly be no marriage on the 18th. <laughs> Need I say more? Melverton, Lady Eva is not a wealthy woman. Mm. I assure you, £2,000 would be the limit of her resources. The sum you name is... Utterly beyond her power. Ah, you are speaking the truth, Mr. Holmes. I know it. At the same time, you must admit that the occasion of a lady's marriage is a very suitable moment for her friends and relatives to make some little effort on her behalf. It's quite impossible, I tell you. Ah, dear me, dear me. How unfortunate. I cannot help feeling that ladies in such a situation are ill-advised not to make some little effort... Look at this envelope. See the coat of arms. This belongs to... Uh, oh, well, perhaps it is hardly fair to mention the name until tomorrow morning. But by then, it will be in her husband's hands, Mr. Holmes. It is such a pity. The money simply cannot be found. Surely it's better for you to take the £2,000 which I offer. It's a substantial sum. If you insist on ruining her, you get nothing. How can that profit you? Ah, now there you make a mistake. An exposure would profit me considerably in an indirect way. I have eight or ten similar cases um, maturing. If it became known that I'd made a severe example of the Lady Eva, why, I should find all of them much more open to reason. You see my point? Yes, Milverton, I see your point. Ah. Watson, lock that door, will you? Certainly, Holmes. Oh, oh, come now, Mr. Holmes. 
I've been expecting you to do something original. This has been done so often. I have this rather large revolver. If I have to fire it, the law will be on my side. Unlawful detention, don't you know? And now, gentlemen, I have one or two more interviews this evening, and it is a long drive back to Hampstead, if you will excuse me. Holmes? No, Watson. Let him pass. Oh. All right, then. Good night, gentlemen. Sleep on it. But do let me hear from you in plenty of time, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I was ready to crack his head if you'd given the word, Holmes. It wouldn't have done us any good. I told you he's smart, Watson. You can be sure he's well covered against anything like that. No, at least we might have got the letters back. But you don't suppose he had them with him? No, they're safe somewhere. With arrangements made for their delivery into the wrong hands if anything happened. Well, what's to be done, then? Nothing to do but take his advice. Sleep on it. Uh, the answer will come, Watson. Let's hope it doesn't take too long, that's all. Uh, oh, who's that? Yeah, what the devil you... Oh, what's that, Gov? Oh, Holmes, is that you? It's all right, Watson. I'm sorry I disturbed you. I'm just going out for a while. Going out? Why, it's... It's after ten. Where are you going? And what's all the fancy get-up? Goatee, beard, workman's rigor? <laughs> what are you up to now? Uh, you go back to sleep, my dear fellow. Uh... I'll see you sometime. Good night, my dear one. Uh, here I am, Watson. <laughs> so I see. And still in your ridiculous fancy dress. How many more days are you going to go on disappearing on these mysterious jaunts of yours? Never mind that. For the present, I'm ready to get into my comfortable dressing gown... For a few blessed hours before our nice warm fire. Well, if you're not ready to give me just some tiny little inkling of what you've been up to these last few days, I'll be bound. Watson. <laughs> <laughs> you, uh, you wouldn't call me a marrying man, would you? Marrying? <laughs> I certainly would not. Then you'll be interested to hear that I'm engaged. What? I've surprised you then. Engaged? Dear fellow, I, I congratulate you. Yes, to Milverton's housemaid. Oh, great heavens above. Well, I needed some information, you see. Holmes, you needed to... You mean to say you... Oh, no, Holmes, this is going too far. Now, before you begin lecturing me about my scruples, Watson, let me assure you it was a most necessary step. As a matter of fact, I'm a plumber. Escott, by name. Escott? Oh, I have a very prosperous little business, let me tell you. I have walked out with Aggie. Aggie? Oh, really? Agatha, then. I have walked out with her every evening, and I have talked with her. Oh, dear, those talks. <laughs> However, I found out all I wanted to know. I know Milverton's house like the palm of my hand. Oh, this poor girl, Holmes, bless me. Only the other day you were talking about unscrupulous gentlemen winning the affections of trusting women. Do you remember? It couldn't be helped, Watson. You must play your cards as best you can when such a stake is on the table. However, you'll rejoice to know that I have a keen rival who will cut me out of her affections the moment my back is turned. I say, what a... what a splendid night it is. Splendid? Not fit for a dog to be out in, I'd say. 
And it suits my purpose. I'm going to burgle Milverton's house tonight. Burgle? For heaven's sake, Holmes, think what you're doing. Oh, I have, my dear fellow. There's no other course open to me. You'll surely admit it's morally justifiable. And criminal. Technically, I agree. But no more so, Watson, than it would have been to have detained him here that night and forcibly taken his pocketbook. I seem to remember your offering to crack him on the head. Well, um... <laughs> All right, Holmes. I don't like it, but I suppose it's got to be. When do we start? We? Oh, you're not coming. Well, then you're not going either. What? I never broke my word of honour in my life, Holmes, and I give it now. If you don't share this escapade with me, I'll take a cab straight to the police and give you away. Yes, yes, I mean it. Well, what's the night? My dear fellow, you can't help me. Oh, well, how do you know that? You can't tell what might happen. Besides, Holmes, you're not the only one with self-respect. No. Nor a reputation, even. <laughs> Watson, my dear fellow, let it be so. We've shared this room for some years. It would be amusing if we finished up sharing the same cell. <laughs> I'll take that risk. You know, I don't mind confessing, I've always had an idea that I'd have made a thoroughly efficient criminal. <laughs> this is my chance of a lifetime to prove it. Look here. Now, what on earth have you got there? Isn't it a beauty? A first-class, up-to-date burgling kit. Oh, nickel plated jemmy, diamond tip glass cutter, skeleton keys, every modern improvement the march of civilization demands. <laughs> now, where's my dark lantern? Ah, yes. Oh, by the by, have you a pair of silent shoes? Yes, this is my, uh, my tennis shoes. They were rubber soles. Capital. And a mask? Well, I could make a couple out of black silk. They'd be good enough to do so. I can see you have a strong natural turn for this sort of thing, Watson. <laughs> Let me see now. It's 9.30. We'll have some cold supper before we start. We'll put on our dress clothes to look like a couple of homeward-bound theatre-goers. We'll need our greatcoats, too. Good idea. At 11, we'll go out and pick up a hansom in Oxford Street and drive to Hampstead. Church Row will do. It's just a few minutes' walk from there to Appledore Towers. We should be at work by midnight. With any luck. We should be back here by two with Lady Eva's letters safely in our pocket. Now, Watson, here's where we need to go quietly. No lights anyway. No. And my... Uh, <coughs> Fiance tells me it's a joke in the servants' quarters how heavily the fellow sleeps. Mm. It's all they can do to rouse him in the morning. I suppose he keeps it up. Oh, he does. A beast of a thing. But Agatha has taken to shutting him up at night to give me a clear run. <laughs> Sweet are the uses of courtship, eh? <laughs> well, we'd better put our masks on now. Right. Uh, got it. Right now. Now, listen carefully. We go round to the end of that conservatory there. It's always locked. But I'll take a pane of glass out of my cutter. From there, we can get to the veranda and into his study. His bedroom's next to it, so not a sound when we get inside the house, you understand? Right, Holmes. Then come along. Our adventure begins. So good. Mm. I fancy 
the letters will be in that safe in the corner. I should say it'll take me half an hour to crack that open. Very well. Holmes, this door to the veranda, it's unlocked. What? I don't like it. I can't quite make it out. Anyhow, we have no time to lose. Can I do anything? Yes. Stand by this other door and listen. Right. If you hear the slightest sound, get behind the window curtains as quickly as you can and keep still. What about all those tools? Leave them to me. Don't try to help me with them, do you understand? All right. Now, off to the door with you. There's no time to waste. night's rest to meet you like this. I hope you'll prove worth it, eh? Yes, sir. Well, if you couldn't come at any other time, you couldn't, and that's all there is to it. That countess must be a hard mistress to you. Sir. Yes, well, this is your chance to get even with her then, isn't it? Oh, bless the girl, what are you shivering about? Pull yourself together. I'm, I'm all right, sir. Right. Let's get down to business then. Now, I understand you've got five letters written by the Countess Dalbert, which you think will interest me. Is that right? That's right. Good. You want to sell them, I want to buy them. So far, so good. All there is to do then is to fix a price. That's all? Of course, I should want to inspect the letters. If they're very good specimens... You remember me then, Mr. Milberton? Uh, I, I didn't... Oh, but, but of course, dear lady, of course. Uh, I, I confess the veil, um, but now that I see your face, I ask myself how I could for one moment have doubted that... Very you... good, Mr. Milberton. Very gallant. But then, of course, you have rather special reasons to remember me, I think. Oh, come now, madam, such hard feelings... I ask you, why was I driven to such extremities in your case? Why? Your own obstinacy. I assure you, I did my very best to accommodate you. My very best. But every man must conduct his business as he can. Business? I put my price well within your means. By turning your diamonds into pastes, you could have met it easily. But no, you would not pay. I ask you, what was that to do? You killed my husband when you sent those letters to oh. him. And I shall kill you now. Uh, 
<laughs> I admit I wasn't fit to lace his boots. All the same, I humbled myself before you. I begged and prayed for your mercy. You laughed in my face, just as you're trying to laugh now. But you wouldn't dare to fire that thing. <laughs> well, Charles Milverton, what have you to say now? Say? Why? Only that if I were to raise my voice, my servants would be here within a moment, and I could have you arrested for breaking into my house. But, but never fear. I will make allowance for your natural anger. Leave the house at once, as you came, and nothing more will be said. Oh, no, Charles Milverton. It isn't as easy as that. I came here to make sure that you'll ruin no more lives as you ruined mine. I came to free the world of a poisonous thing. No! Watson, quickly. He's dead. There's only one more thing to be done here. All these letters from his safe. Into the fire with them. Uh, Come on now, help me. Turn to me. That's more. Close the back. Now, out through the veranda door as quick as you can. Come on. the garden wall. Had to shin over. Now watch out. Someone's coming across the lawn. Go on, man. Get over. Stop that. I've got there. Oh, no, you haven't. Let's fix him. Right, Holmes. I'm coming. Come in. Ah, come in, Lestrade. Delighted to see you this fine morning. Uh, morning, Mr. Holmes. <clears throat> morning, Dr. Watson. Morning, Lestrade. What brings you here so early? You very busy, Mr. Holmes. Hmm? Not now, Lestrade, not now. If you'd come five minutes earlier, you'd have found me very much occupied with my breakfast. What can I do for you? Well, I thought if you'd nothing particular on hand, you might get to assist us. Remarkable business last night up at Hampstead. Dear me, what was that? Murder. Dramatic sort of affair. Fellow by the name of Milverton. The murderer? No, no. He was the one done in. Mind you, we've had our eyes on him for some time. He's known to have held papers which he used for blackmailing purposes. Oh? Yes. Well, he was shot dead last night. The papers were all burned by the murderers. Couldn't find much evidence about the place. Safe open and nothing in it but some banknotes. So it doesn't look so robbery was the motive. If you ask me, they were a couple of gents in position, you know. Oh, murderers in the plural, eh? Well, definitely. Two of them, it seems. The first was a bit too active. Got over the garden wall quick as you'd say knife. The second wasn't quite so quick off the mark. Had a bit of a struggle with the gardener before he got clear. Any uh, description? Yes. Evening clothes. Middle-sized, strongly built man. Square jaw, thick neck, moustache. Mask over his eyes. Hmm, rather vague. <laughs> Why, it, it might be a description of Dr. Watson. <laughs> oh, dear me, that's made him choke, hasn't it? <laughs> Every sign of guilt, I'm afraid. Well, now, that would be a thing, wouldn't it, Mr. Holmes? <laughs> Dr. Watson, eh? <laughs> <laughs> ah, so, uh, 
So Milverton's dead, Lestrade. Yes. Oh, well, I knew something of him. Oh? One of the most dangerous men in London, I often thought. You know, it's my view that there are certain crimes which the law cannot touch and which therefore to some extent justify private revenge. Yes, Mr. Holmes, but surely you... No, Lestrade. It's no use arguing. I've made up my mind. For once, my sympathies are with the criminals rather than with the victim. I will not handle this case. Well, you disappoint me, Mr. Holmes. I should have thought this was just the sort of thing that would have interested you. Oh, it did. Uh, it does. Uh, but I can see that, as usual, uh, your instincts are leading you precisely on the track of the men you want. Uh, you'll distinguish yourself in your uh, <clears throat> usual way without any help from me, Lestrade. Oh, it's very good of you to say that, Mr. Holmes, and I think I can flatter myself you're right. We have their descriptions, we have their footprints. If they were to walk into this room now, I'd recognize them quick enough from what we've got. Capital. Yes, it's ten to one we trace them. Well, I'd better be getting along, gentlemen. <laughs> it's nippy this morning. Quite a frost last night. There was. Well, Christmas will soon be here. <laughs> Good day to you, gentlemen. Good day. Good day, Lestrade. Charles Augustus Milverton was one of the stories of Sherlock Holmes from the inspired pen of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. My, my real name is Norman Shelley. My friend Carlton Hobbs played Sherlock Holmes, and I was Dr. Watson. The script for this BBC production from London was by Michael Hardwick. May I say I look forward to the pleasure of your company again soon? for more of the adventures of Sherlock Holmes. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.